Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes. Every day I'll give you insights and encouragement. That's a year in the Bible, available now wherever you get your podcasts. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on and they're trying to figure out how do I deal with this and I always know Jesus has the answer he has that next step for you let's open up the word today and see what God will say specifically to you Do this in remembrance of me. Those are core words from our Lord and Savior, yeah. Jesus Christ, showing us how important memories are. Pastor Doyle Jackson from The Church Next Door is here. I'm Pastor Doug McCoy. Pastor Doyle, we're uh, still chasing down this idea of memories, and Jesus and his keeping of promises is a big part of that. Well, memories are an important part of your growth, okay? So in school, they want you to remember certain facts so you can pass the test and you can know them for life. Uh, you know, what you know is really important. The recipes you remember uh, will uh, add life to your, at least nourish your body, you know. And so there's there's things that we need to remember. And God invites us to remember the promises he made. I mean, think how many times God told the people of Israel, remember how I took you out of Egypt. And that was to spur them on to be obedient in this time. And so I, for me, that's part of my my testimony as to how I came to know the Lord. I, I was really not wanting to serve God. The world seemed really attractive to me in, in college, and uh, I just felt so convicted because I remembered all the things that God had done for me up to that point in time in my life. And I remember saying, God, I won't deny you. I won't be unfaithful. Uh, I know what you've done for me. I'm going to serve you. And it was a big changing point in my life. That's I, I love that story. I think everybody's faith story has those moments yeah. that we just forgot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, think about Peter walking on water, and then you start to look at the waves, and you forget that Jesus is right there. So our God has built into our faith some moments that yeah. encourage us to remember. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about those today. Once again, we're so glad you're with us here on Your Next Step. Why don't you stick with us as we talk about Grow Memories. And I saw Goliath Beller, and I saw in him that same anger, that's that same that same attempt to make me afraid that the lion and the bear did. And I said, no way, I will not be afraid because you are with me. You are a good God and you saved me from the lion and the bear and you will save me today from Goliath. And God, I took him down, but I know it wasn't me. I couldn't do that alone. There was something supernatural that took place that day when I released that sling and that stone went across that valley and took him out. And God, I need that same supernatural power right now. I don't know how, but this is what I know. I'm not reliant on David alone. I'm not reliant on Doyle alone. You are not reliant on yourself. You're relying on the Lord of creation, the one who flung the stars into place, the one that knit you together in your mother's womb, the one that has always said, I have a plan for you. And today, I got this. See, that's, that's the kingdom of God. And see, when, when you and I, when we 
take our memories lightly, when we begin to remember, you know, back before Jesus was in my life, it was so good. Uh-uh. You're about, you're about to go in the ditch. You're about to repeat the most negative, harmful part of your life. So you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. That's what it's about. You have to develop a, a, a healthy memory. We have to be honest. We have to have a change of thinking. We have to have a change in thinking. We have to believe that God's way is better than our way. That, that trusting Him is always more important than trusting in ourselves. I've got a great quote. Listen to this one. It says, God's Word is an amazing compilation of God's people and their successes and failures. It's an invitation to learn and grow. You can repeat their failures or learn and step over them. Grab a hold of the cross and leave your problems behind. Don't forget what the Lord has done. Pastor Doyle Jackson, well, isn't that amazing? <laughs> Listen, I know way too many people who say, well, you know, I read the Bible in the past. You're going to need it tomorrow. I can promise you. There's going to be a cold chill that runs through of fear and anxiety and worry and shame and guilt. And you need the promises of God to help you stand up against the negativity, the lies, and the, the horror that is this world. All right? And if you grab a hold of it, if you begin to, to know what God has promised, what God has done, and you remember that, it will, be, it will be strength and health and life to you. See, God has called you and I to be a promise-keeping people because He is a promise-keeping God. And the reason we remember His promises and we remember our promises made to Him Lord Jesus, I'm going to surrender my life to you. I ask you to come in and transform me. I surrender to your leadership and your lordship from this day forward. I know you're going to take care of my sins and you'll provide. See, that's a promise I made to him, engaging the promise he made to me. And you did that too. See, we were, we were meant to be promise-keeping, promise-keepers. Because God is a promise keeper. He pointed to the horizon. He said, listen, one day I'm going to show up and I'll die on a cross for you. And he did. His name is Jesus. And that's why we worship today. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, God talks about these promises. He said, be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the Lord promised on oath to your ancestors. God says, remember and keep this so that you can be blessed. Verse 2, remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart? whether or not you would keep his commands. See, God, God invites you and I to remember him, but then he knows you and I are going to live in a world of difficulty. And at times he's going to allow us, he's going to lead us. He's going to direct us in a way that puts us in a spot where our only hope is to rely on the promises, to rely on him and trust him. And in that season, you and I are going to be tested. Remember God's promises in the times of testing. Remember God's promises in the, in the times of difficulty. Remember what God has done, and it'll give you strength. It'll give you, it'll give you hope. It'll give you life. It's dangerous to try to live 
and, and not know the promises that God has made for you. Because what will happen is you'll begin to go only on your own, own strength and your own ideas. And God wants us to remember him. When Jesus was with his disciples, he said, listen, guys, I've got to go away from you. This is John chapter 14. He said, I've got to go away. He's, he's, he's telegraphing, I'm going to Jerusalem to die on a cross. And they're, they're like, oh, no, this is not a good idea. Things are going really well for us right now, Jesus. Please don't do that, right? And, and Thomas says, well, can we go with you? And he, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Read John chapter 14. It's this conversation, okay? Well, in the midst of that conversation, Jesus says, listen, if I go away, I'm going to give you someone that's going to help you in my place. It's see, you and I, we, we, it's kind of like a kid when mom goes to town. She says, now listen, I got to go to, I got to go to town for a little bit. You're going to be fine. You are perfectly fine right here. Do not kill the cat, the dog, or your, your siblings. Okay. I left some food on the counter. There's cookies there and there's milk in the fridge. You can take care of yourself for two hours. And I don't want to hear from you. And I don't want you to destroy the house. Right? Well, this is what Jesus is saying. I trust you. You can do this. And I'm going to give you exactly what you need until I return. And what does he say that is? He says it's the Holy Spirit as our helper. Now listen how he describes that in John 14. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So we have a memory helper in the Holy Spirit. See, John, John believed this was so significant. He, when he wrote the Gospel of John, he said, listen, I cannot write down everything that Jesus has done. Not even attempt to it. I'm just going to give you highlights that, 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 you, that you need. But the Holy Spirit is going to make up the difference. He's going to remind you of all this. And see, when you and I welcome the Holy Spirit, we're saying, God, are there things about your nature who you are? Are there things in your word? Are there things in my experience? Are there things in the collective experience of the, of the body of believers that I need to go through this season, through this experience, through this time? And the moment you and I stop listening to all the noise of this world and we just get quiet, we welcome the Holy Spirit to do that. And what John says is the Holy Spirit will bring it to your remembrance. He'll be your helper. He'll prompt you. Have you ever invited the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness, to help you? I know a lot of Christians that they've never said, you know, Father, Jesus said that you had a gift in the Holy Spirit. Would you give it to me? Would you, would you welcome the Spirit of holiness? See, the moment I call it the Spirit of holiness, we get a little nervous, don't we? But that's what it, the, the, the Holy Spirit and Spirit of Holiness are the same in the original language. When you welcome the Holy Spirit, you're welcoming the Spirit of Holiness to direct you, the presence of God to direct you. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus is about to leave the disciples and he mentions the Holy Spirit again here. He's, in, he's inviting us to welcome the Holy Spirit in this remembering process. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power. Say power. power. Huh. 
when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus indicates there's, 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 there's a power that comes when the helper comes. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, it gives you a power. It gives you an access. And Jesus earlier said that it has to do with remembering the things of God and the work of God. So the Holy Spirit empowers us to witness and to minister. He said, wherever you go now, the Holy Spirit is going to bring back to your remembrance the things that I've done, the promises of God in Scripture from the beginning of time, and and you're going to be able to help other people understand the truth of Jesus the Messiah and the power of God to transform their life. And what's interesting to me about this is that the Holy Spirit is functioning in our life, but we don't always recognize it, okay? First of all, the Holy Spirit, it empowers us to witness, but the Holy Spirit, it comes into our life and He reminds us of our sin. This is the first interaction we experience with the Holy Spirit. You, you, you may have never been to church before. You, you may have never uh, really thought about God much, but somehow inside of you, the Holy Spirit shows up. Now, that can be just because you're walking in nature and you're looking at it and you're like, wow, this is amazing the way this world is created. And within you, within you, you sense something's missing. This world cannot be this, this connected, this well-designed, this beautiful, this awesome. I'm missing out on something. That's the Holy Spirit telling you you've not connected with God yet. Or maybe you're talking to your friends, you're hanging out with some people, and you realize this person over here really seems to know God. There's a peace inside of them. And you realize, I want that. That's the Holy Spirit. And that's the, that's the first role of the Holy Spirit. It, the Scripture, we talk about it, it woos us, it draws us to the presence of God and that we have a need within us, Okay. Then the Holy Spirit, it comes and it directs us to the cross. Because see, once you realize there's something missing, you begin to see your own flaws. And you're like, oh man, I'm not the kind of person I want to be. This is why developing a healthy memory is important. Because you become honest about the fact that I'm not always as virtuous as I would like to think of myself. I'm not always as kind. I'm not always as loving. I'm not the And, And the Holy Spirit directs us and it begins to help us see the only solution for the bad behavior and the bad thinking that's going on inside me is to kill it. The only solution that will stop that bad behavior is somehow for it to die. And it's at that point you recognize what what that evil inside of you, that sin nature, the wrong inside of you, the only cure for it is it to be killed the same way Jesus was killed on the cross. And it's at that moment you begin to recognize through the power of the Holy Spirit that the cross is the symbol of your grace. It's the the mystery the New Testament talks about. To, To those who are perishing, it's foolishness. But to those of us who are being saved, it's a wisdom, it's a power. The belief that the loving God would take the punishment that was due me that I might have a life of freedom. That's, that's the Holy Spirit that makes that real in our life. And, 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 and we begin to, oh, wow, how beautiful. It's a great gift of love. Then the Holy Spirit, it begins to assure us and it empowers us for life. It begins to help us see, okay, 
You can live in this way that Jesus talked about, the way, the truth, and the life. You can live in that pathway of peace, but you've got to rely on the Holy Spirit to disciple you. You've got to rely on the Holy Spirit to empower you. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness will begin to say, oh, no, 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 don't, don't go over there. You've had nights like that before, and we're not going that way anymore. The Holy Spirit will be, other times it'll say, hey, come this way. I'm about to do something, and I want you to come be a part of it. The same way, the same way that Paul went into a, a new territory to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because he recognized the Spirit of God directing him in that direction. And see, what you and I want to do is become disciples that are relying on the Holy Spirit to follow him every day. That way, when, when the winds blow in of fear and anxiety and, and that stuff, we, we know, oh no, oh no. I will trust in the Lord, for He is my rock and my salvation. He is my deliverer. And we'll begin to declare the words of, of the ancients, of, the, of those that have followed God for many years. See, the role of the Holy Spirit is to be your helper, all right? Growing up in Tennessee, we had mountains, unlike flat Columbus. We had places where we go climb. And see, what I've learned is this, that my memory and the Holy Spirit are a lot like mountain climbing, rock climbing. See, when, when you're climbing, you hang on to a place and you put your feet in a place that you can hang on to. And those memories, they remind you of God's faithfulness in the past and they give you the strength to grab the next one, to keep climbing. And see, the reason you and I climb is because we're relying on the Holy Spirit. He'll belay us if we need to. He'll let us down slowly and easy, but, but you can pull yourself up trusting God. And that's why if you develop a, a good memory and you declare what God has done for you, it will bring strength for you. And you will never go back. You will never go back to that old way of life because you know how dangerous and difficult and painful it was because you're remembering it well. And you can grow to new heights spiritually. That's what God has for you and I. The reason that we wear bed wedding bands the reason that we have diplomas on our wall, the reason that we dedicate our children, the reason that we keep a record is to remind ourselves. When you, when you walk in off the patio today, I was coming in and we've got these huge stones right there and, and, and we, we carved into them scripture so that we would remember that God is going to build His church, that we come here to worship God. Why? We're building those memories. You walk across the patio, and we got this cross in the ground. Why? Because the only way we can approach God is through the cross of Jesus Christ. And, and we've got a slit in it so we can drop the names of people that we know have got that void in their heart right now, and they're searching for the hope of Jesus Christ. And we pray for them, and we drop them in, and we're reminded. See, you and I, we have these collective times when we gather why God said, stop once a week and remember what I've done. Because if we don't, we'll get on that rat waste of life, that, that hamster wheel, and we'll just keep going and going and going. And the next thing you know, we'll turn around and our life is spent. And we've, we've not done anything worthy of the one that created us. We put bumper stickers on the, on the backs of our cars remembering our loved ones. What are we going to do to remember what God has done for us? What are we going to do to remind ourselves that He's been faithful? What are we going to do to stir within ourselves and pass on to the next generation? 
Listen to Jesus' recommendation. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 and following. For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Why did Jesus do that? Because he wanted us to build a a memory. He wanted us to remember what he had done for us, that he was real. He was in the flesh. He ate meals. He had happy meals. See, Jesus would eat with us and he did life with us. And he said, every time you sit down at the table, thank the Lord of creation for giving you life and producing and receive from him the goodness. And if you, if you fail to do that, man, when you gather as a body of believers, make sure you get out some bread and get out some juice and remember, I died for you. Because you got to know, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And you need to be ready. And see, the reason the church globally, it, it's trans-denominationally, think about it. We gather and we get out this bread and we get out this juice. We may do it in different formats with different songs, but we're all, we better remember what he did for us. Because he wants us to remember that Jesus will return to live for him, to trust him. If you want to cultivate a growing life, remember. Remember what God has done for you individually. Remember what He's done collectively. Find some way to develop patterns in your life, to develop systems to share it with your children and your grandchildren and the ones to come. Let's say a prayer. Let's say a prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for this weekend. We thank you that the scripture says that you wash us as white as snow. Today, as we look at the snow across our land, we know that you can make us clean and fresh and new. And we remember that. We celebrate that on this weekend. And God, that you will help us through the storms of life. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Doyle Jackson for The Church Next Door. Reading the Bible is important. It's something that every Christian should do. It will transform your life. It'll help you grow spiritually. It is good for you. Join me for a year in the Bible. It's less than five minutes every day. We'll give you insights and we'll encourage you. So read the Bible with me and join me daily. That's a year in the Bible available now wherever you get your podcasts. Are you registered to vote? This is Pastor Doyle, and I want to encourage you to register to vote. This is going to be a very important election cycle. All you have to do is go to ohiosos.gov. That stands for our Secretary of State. You only have a few more days to register to vote. You can go to ohiosos.gov online, on your phone, and register to vote today. Go to ohiosos.gov. That's Ohio. 
sos.gov and register to vote today. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. What I love about prayer is this, that you and I touch eternity, that we step into the throne room of God, we go to heaven, so to speak, in the sense that our voice reaches heaven, but it impacts earth. That's amazing. So let's do that right now. You know, every day we like to pray, so today let's pray for our lawgivers and legislators. Lord, we continue to pray today about our nation and the world because you told us to pray for people in leadership and those in authority. Today we want to focus our energy in prayer on people that make laws, individuals that legislate. God, we we live under a system where people are writing the laws and they do that and many times they don't agree. And sometimes they come up with laws that just don't work because they're trying to agree. And so, Lord, we pray that you would keep them from making laws that are ineffective or unhelpful. But God, you would create wisdom and unity around laws that would bring about peace and life that people might grow. And Lord, we pray that they would write laws in ways which they could be understood by the people that have to live under them. Lord, you understand law. You are the giver of law. You said it's it's not good for us to covet what another person has. That's part of your law. And, and we have law givers and and leaders that need to know how to write legislation that is helpful. May they write less verbose legislation that is unhelpful, and may they write concise, good things that bring life. Jesus, you said the law brings life. You said that you didn't want to take away from the law of God, and so we pray that as they write laws, it might begin to reflect your morality, God, that it would it would make us into a people that would be able to follow you, bring the end to laws that are harming us. In Jesus' name, Lord, help the lawgivers and legislators. You know, I know I know that that prayer was good and that you were part of that, but I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com, that's our website, and give us your email address, and we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month, it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address, and then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me and agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address, and get your free prayer guide ebook today. Your Next Step is a ministry of the church next door in Columbus, Ohio. Your prayers for us are always valued. But to financially support the ministry, visit thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. That's thechurchnextdoor.org and click on Give. Of course, we'll be glad to send you a gift of thanks in return. For more resources to guide and grow your faith, you can visit doylejackson.com. That's D-O-Y-L-E jackson.com. If you need prayer or have questions, text us at 888-644-4034. That's 888-644-4034. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time for Your Next Step.